Razorback football coach Sam Pittman makes sure that everyone realizes that him tweeting out about being in the top 10 has nothing to do with you. We'll talk about that and why Coes need to go away permanently in all of college football, as well as getting into some nonsense. This is the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday, halfway point of the week, getting ready for Missouri State this weekend. Hopefully Arkansas is able to start 3-0. and And folks, we'll be a quarter of the way through the season. It's almost sad to think about, but it is moving fast. You got to enjoy it while it lasts. And we're going to try to do our best here on the podcast today. And uh, Sam Pittman had some always interesting comments. And whenever he meets with the media, uh, you know, a lot of times it just can be some injury updates. A lot of times it can be, uh, you know, about how guys played, how guys are coming along, how they're developing, whatever it may be, you know, all this stuff that goes on with that. But I thought that he had a really interesting take where I'm not going to say he went after the fans because it's not the fans. It's just the particular people that were tweeting at him. Because Sam Pittman, if you follow him on social media, he honestly does not tweet that much. And I'm okay with that. Uh, he doesn't tweet that much. The only time he'll tweet is if he has a reason to. Uh, like last week, I think he tweeted out a little video of him like, standing in front of uh, Razorback Stadium. And saying, hey, you know, we need all the students to come here. We need all the students to be a part of it. We need them all loud and proud and crazy and all that. So, like, he usually has a purpose in all the tweets that he puts out. Well, last week, or I guess I should say earlier this week, when Arkansas was officially made the number 10 team in the country, a top 10 team, Sam Pittman tweeted that out as a source of pride, as a source of, like, yeah, look at what we did. Look at what we accomplished. Look where we're at. Well, again, everybody's excited about it. So it's not like there was a lot of people that did this, but there were some people that were tweeting, well, who cares? Doesn't matter. Job's not done. Still got a long season. You know, who cares about the top 10 ranking right now? It needs to be top 10 at the end of the season. All of that stuff. Well, Sam Pittman was kind of using an answer in his press conference to address that, and he addressed it in the most perfect way possible. Take a listen. Well, I think it's a big deal. Uh, I do. Um Everybody always looks at the negative all the time, you know, and I tweeted out that we were number 10, and then I got some responses, well, it doesn't matter. Well, I ain't tweeting it out to you guys or a 50-year-old man. I'm trying to use his recruiting, you know, so I really don't care what the guy says, you know what I mean? I'm trying to recruit, not him or them. I recruit, and uh, so we're proud of it. Sure, we're proud of it. And that doesn't mean that that's where we want to stay or it's hard to be in the top ten. We've done it two years in a row. The kids have done it and the coaches, the assistant coaches have done it. Yeah, I'm proud of it. Sure am. Whenever it came out, I was smiling ear to ear. Now, what that means right now, it means that we're number ten today and I tweeted it out. I'm, I'm proud of it. Thanks to the Pig Trail Nation for that video. The top 10 is not for you. The celebration that Sam Pittman had in tweeting out about the top 10 is not for you. It's not for me. And it shouldn't be. Honestly, we know, if you're a fan, we know that if you're in the top 10, 
that's something special. That's something to celebrate. That's something to be proud of, at least for one week. Because as Sam Pittman said, everything can change. But for one week, at least, Arkansas is a top 10 team. And so during that time, you're going to have a little uh, pep in your step. You're going to be a little pumped up. You're going to talk a little trash. But you're smart enough, too, to understand that this is not the end game. This is not the goal. Like, that's not like, oh, well, we made it to the top 10 so we can feel good about the rest of the season no matter what happens. No, that's not what that's about. And Sam Pittman understands that, too. And I think most logical fans understand that, too. It's a point of progress. It's a point of in the going in the right direction. It's a point of this is showing how people feel about you and how good they feel think you are. And they believe right now that if the season ended, you would be a top 10 team. That's all that is. Logical people look at it that way. And the people that thought or maybe assumed that Sam Pittman did not look at it that way and decided to tweet at him and say, well, job's not, you, you, okay, yeah, you don't think he doesn't know that? Like, you think Sam Pimmons stupid? You think he's tweeting that out because he's like, hey, look what all I've accomplished. We're good to go. We've done it all. Our, we have met our goals for the season. Done. Do you think that's what he was doing? No. What he was doing is exactly what he said he was doing it for. Not for me. Not for you for recruiting because you know what recruits love you know what recruits eat up you know what recruits see what they see is success and the success on social media is the way that they take in their information that's how they do it now Sam Pittman could call and text, but Sam Pittman's not going to put out a, a mass text to all the people they're recruiting and say hey we got in the top 10 guys that's dumb He's not going to call everybody, but hey, 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 see, we got in the top 10. Eh, look at that. He's not going to do that, but he's going to tweet it out because there are a ton of recruits that follow him, a ton of potential prospects that follow him. And he wants them all to know that, hey, we're in the top 10. We're building something here. We're going in the right direction. This isn't a fluke. This isn't something that's just. Uh, you know, a flash in the pan that is going to go awry here soon. No, 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 no. This, ladies and gentlemen, is real. This is a real thing, and it's going in the right direction, and we want you to be a part of it. We want you to be a part of this top 10 program, this top 10 team, and the progression that we're making. We want you to see that. That's what that's about. And that's honestly what I love about Sam Pittman and why I always – like have his tweet notifications turned on anytime he tweets. Because again, he doesn't tweet anything for no purpose. He doesn't tweet anything just for fluff. He tweets it out because he knows that there's going to be people that see it and can acknowledge it and possibly have some reaction to it. Like, to me, that is what it should always, always be about. And Sam Pittman understands that. So the top 10 is not for you. It's not for me. It's not for any of us. It's for recruiting. And I, I, I'll end on, on saying on this because I know like people can maybe misconstrue this as him coming at the fans or coming down on the fans and everything like that. Razorback fans, by and large, are pretty smart people. Now, stay with me on this. Razorback fans, by and large, are pretty smart people. Sure, you have that fringe group that's kind of wild, but every fan base has that. 
every fan base that really cares about their team. Razorback fans are by and large smart, but they also are by and large scarred. They know that there's been times where this program has suffered some extreme hard times. And we just talked about it yesterday with the Petrino fiasco at the end, the John L. Smith and the Brett Bielma and the, and the Chad Morris, like the hurt and pain that Razorback fans have gone through in their football program over the past decade has been legitimate and it's been real. So I can understand that even as smart as these fans are, there's still this kind of this, uh, syndrome inside of them where they always believe that something is going to go wrong. Like we're, we're not satisfied with just perception. We're not satisfied with someone telling us how good we are. We're not satisfied with that. We actually want to see it because we've been down for so long. We know how, how this can go. We know how quickly it can all go to crap and we don't want to go through that anymore. So we're always, always, always trying to make sure that we're, focused on the task at hand and moving forward. Razorback fans are smart like that. They have that idea, like for the, again, for the most part. But you also got to understand that the process in which this is going through is extremely incredible. And just how Arkansas has been able to do it um, each and every year under Sam Pittman. Folks, this is the second year in a row that Arkansas has been ranked in the top 10 at some point in time in the season. Let me repeat that. This is the second year in a row where you have won games and people, college football people, believed that you were a top 10 team. Now, last year, we know that it didn't last too long because you played Georgia and that uh, just absolute um, buzzsaw that you ran into in Athens. And you were number eight. You never got back into the top 10. You flirted with a little bit. But right now, you're a top 10 team. And will it last? We don't know. We got a season left to go. But if that doesn't show you the progress that's been made under this program and under Sam Pittman, if that doesn't show you that this is going in the right direction, we're back. Like, you didn't even come close to a top 10 ranking under Brett Bielema. You didn't. Sure didn't under Chad Morris. Houston Nutt, I mean, you only were top 10, I think like twice in 06. Yeah, I think you started maybe in 07. That didn't last long. And in 98, I think you got up to number nine. But just think about that. Like two years in a row, top 10. It's going the right direction. This isn't the end game. This isn't the end result. This isn't everything accomplished and, and you're good to go. But it's about the progression. And the progression is going about as perfectly as you could ever ask for, especially if you're a Razorback fan. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this offseason. It comes with all types of football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions over at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, something that really chaps my hide, and I get so sick of this. Um, and I don't know, maybe none of you care about it as much as I do or, or give a rip, but I, I can't I can't help it. I can't help it. I, I just, I hate it. Um, so basically, uh, Drew Sanders, as we know, was uh, named to basically the two biggest national award winning week. Uh, I don't know what this. The biggest national awards you can have in a week defensively, where he was tabbed not only the national player of the week by the Chuck Benarek Award uh, ceremony, which is of course on, on it was given on Tuesday, but uh, he was also named the Walter Camp National FBS Defensive Player of the Week on Sunday. So you're talking about I know this is a lot of words, and that's obviously something I struggle with saying, but. Point is, is that you have two national awards, national, that are given to Drew Sanders. There's no co in there or anything. He's not sharing it with anybody. They gave it to Drew Sanders and no one else. But yet, when the SEC awards come out, they name him co. Defensive player of the week. He's good enough to have this the national award to himself. He's good enough to have it by himself where he's the only one nationally in all of college football, but in the SEC, he's the co. He has to share it. And I don't even care who it was. It was some Kentucky player, I think. But I don't even care. That doesn't matter. Kudos to him. But how how do you keep justifying this? How do you justify a guy like Drew Sanders winning the national awards, being alone in the national awards among all college football, including the SEC, but yet in his own conference, he gets co-player of the week? The co's need to stop. They need to stop giving out co-players of the week, co-players of the year, co-whatever. Co's need to come to an end. We don't do ties here in college football. We don't. We did before, and we stopped doing it. You know why? Because ties suck. That's why the NFL in overtime is stupid, because you have people that can end in a tie. It's dumb. Ties do not need to exist in sports. If you can't figure it out by the end of whatever overtime rules, you keep going until you find a winner. That's how it needs to be. And it needs to be the same way in these awards that they give out particularly in the SEC, because time and time and time and time again, you have had Razorback players, and I'm sure it's other players too that's involved in the conference, but since this is a Razorbacks podcast, you've had Razorback players be dubbed as co-players sharing it with somebody else, even though they were overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly the right choice to have their own award that week by themselves, clear as crystal, black and white, nobody else. But for whatever reason, the SEC wants, I'm sure it's because they want more social media accounts from teams to tweet out about them. So, hey, well, instead of just getting eight uh, players out there, let's get 16 players out there. So that way there's more schools that'll tweet about us and their awards. You guys need to get rid of that. That's stupid. Like, there's so many times I can look back and see, like, players that have gotten co's, and, and it just doesn't make any sense. And this is in all sports. Like, not only with this one, with Drew Sanders, but I think back to, 
uh, I guess, was it Mason Jones? He was like co-SEC player of the year or something like that. But yet his stats were better than in every category than Emmanuel quickly. But yet he was not, he's not even given that whole thing. I was like, what the world? And then like Matt Goodhart didn't even get an award. He had, he had five home runs in a weekend or in a week, five home runs went like 10 of 15 from the plate. Uh, and he didn't even get an award for that. And I'm like, what, what are we doing here? What's going on? What's the problem? How can we in sports sit back and allow ties in anything? I'm sorry. It doesn't need to exist. It needs to go away. I would almost rather an Arkansas player not get the award than be a co-winner because a co-winner seems so cheap. It, it, it seems like laziness, but we couldn't figure out. We didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So co stop with the co players. It, it, do, it doesn't make sense. This is sports. This is college football for crying out loud. I don't want to live in a world where we're giving out co's to everybody. Somebody had to be better. Somebody had to be. Their stats are not always going to be the same. So look at the stats. Look at their play on the field. Look at how many plays they were on the field. Look at who they played. Look at if, if did they make a big play at the end of the game to, to clinch the game. Like, look at these things. Instead of just saying, well, this guy had 14 tackles and this guy had 13 tackles. Uh, but this one, this guy had another tackle for loss. But this guy had a forced fumble. Uh, ah, just make them both the player of the week. So that way we don't have to worry about it. Laziness. Stop with this. Stop this in sports. I can't stand it. And I feel bad for anybody that gets that co-player because that should be an award that you stand on the pedestal by yourself. Instead of having to share it with some other guy that is not as deserving or some other guy that just got it because they couldn't make a decision. So anyways. Uh, that's that's enough from my rant. I, I hate it. I absolutely hate co-players of anything. Should not exist in the NFL. We don't have co-MVPs, do we? If we do, I don't think there. I mean, I don't think there's an MVP, but there shouldn't be. No co-MVPs. No co-Heisman's. I still made the joke. I'm like KJ Jefferson's going to win the Heisman Trophy, but he's going to be the co-SEC Player of the Year. It's so dumb. It's stupid, and it needs to come to an end, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Hey. On a more serious note, attention cleaning and food service professionals. Brady Industries has been pioneering the way of products and solutions that are delivered to you, the clean cleaning and food service community since 1947. Brady is new to the Arkansas community as of 2019, but the company does, has decades of experience serving more than 25,000 customers all over the country. So there's one person, there's one guy that you need to call who can take care of all of your food service and janitorial needs. His name is Aaron Smith. Awesome dude. From cleaning chemicals to food service and amenity products, Aaron at Brady Industries has what you need. Aaron takes pride in providing exceptional value and service to his customers and offers expertise and innovative solutions to meet even the toughest of challenges. So call Aaron and he will help get you the best value for your facility and for your food service budget. You can call Aaron Smith at Brady Industries 501 424 8837, or you can visit supplies.bradyindustries.com to browse all that they have to offer. And if you mentioned that you heard about Aaron on this program, the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, he'll take an additional 15% off because he's a Razorback fan and he likes to help other Razorback fans out. He's a great guy and he'll take care of business for you. So be sure to call Aaron Smith at Brady Industries, 
501-424-8837. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, I got asked this question yesterday on a Twitter, and uh, I, I laugh at it because it's like such a excited fan. You know, like you get, you know, every, I'm sure a lot of you have kids. Now, I don't have any kids, thankfully. Uh, could you imagine? Um, but if, if I like, if you have kids, like if they get really excited about something, you know, they start asking questions about it. Like, remember when I was a kid, it was all about that Chuck E. Cheese life, man. So if it's like, if there was even a, a, a hope or a possibility of having a Chuck E. Cheese trip, I'm just going to be sitting there asking mom and dad, be like, hey, you know, well, you know, what time? What time are we going to Chuck E. Cheese? Or, you know, well, what, do you think Chuck E. Cheese is still open? Oh, man, I hope my friends are at Chuck E. Cheese. Do you think that they'll be there? Like, there was the excitement that came along with it led to questions because you just wanted more. You wanted to have that hope of yours kind of lit a little bit. And you, and you wanted to continue to feel that pride and stand up a little bit more when you start getting those answers fed to you, the answers that you want to hear. And so I got this question from a really excited Razorback fan. And that's what it reminds me of is say, do you think Arkansas can win the SEC West this year? I mean, do you think it's possible? I mean, do you think that do you think that they can beat Bama? Like, well, I mean, what if they go 12 and 0? Do you think that they'll have a chance at the college football playoff? Like just all this stuff starts happening. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on. Let's relax. Take a deep breath. It's a long way to go. Chuck E. Cheese is a long way off. Your birthday's not for a few months. Got to chill. But that being said, I feel like, yeah, dogs could win the West. They could. Are they going to? Very unlikely, just because it's so difficult. I mean, it's A&M and Alabama are your two next SEC games. And, yeah, you get A&M and Arlington, and they're looking very vulnerable right now. We'll see what they do against Miami this weekend. But it's a winnable game. And then Alabama comes down. If you're able to get past AM, then I, I said this before, and this is another thing too that cracks me up. Do you remember when I did the podcast on uh, Alabama and Arkansas saying that's going to be the biggest game in the SEC? And everyone laughed and everyone said, Oh, you're, you're stupid. That's not the biggest game. I mean, AM and Bama's bigger. Alabama, Old Miss is bigger. Uh, Georgia and Tennessee's big. Just wait. Just wait. But we'll get there when that comes. But either way, uh, if you are able to get by AM in two weeks, in a week and a half, if you're able to get by them, it's a big hit. The SEC West Crown will be played for, will be played in Fayetteville on October 1st. That'll be for the SEC West Crown. That's how I feel about it. So can they win the West? Sure they can. Will they win the West? Hmm. Got a couple of tough weeks coming up. Not to mention the fact that you still got to go to Mississippi State, to Auburn. You know, we got LSU and Ole Miss at home. Like, you're going to have some tough games. And we're really early in the mix. But let me put it this way. Do you have what it takes to win the West? Let's, let's ask that question. Do you have what it takes to win the West? Yes. Yes. You are good enough of a team to win the SEC West this year. You are. You're not perfect, got a lot of things to work on, but you are good enough to win the division. 
Hopefully that's satisfying. Hopefully that's the answer you want to hear that can hold you over. But remember, birthday's not for a few months. You're going to have to wait. We'll see. See what transpires. But it could happen. It could happen. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you.